<laughs> loser. And finally, uh, it's the recording that almost never happened. This is the recording that almost never happened. Yes, it doesn't go on because it almost didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy recording day. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. That's the word, man. What's the good news? The good news is that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and rose again. And someone has created a Facebook page <laughs> with the name of our podcast. <laughs> they sure have. They sure have. Which I'm kind of okay with, and I'm kind of not. I kind of am okay with it because I don't like Facebook personally, nor do I want to ever have a Facebook page for what we do. But I'm kind of not because they obviously did no research. Zero research. And, you know, it's whatever, I guess. But if so they start getting recording. big and or we start getting big or bigger yeah. or as the years go on or whatever, that could mm-hmm. be a little confusing. People looking us up on Facebook and then being like, well, wait a second. Well, we have true fans and we'll continue to have true fans and they will know that if we're taking pictures of ourselves and putting it on Facebook inside of a church, that it ain't the unchurched podcast, baby. Yeah. There's only two of us and there's only two of us, not five. So yeah, but whatever. Who cares? I'm, it doesn't really bother me. I just thought it was funny. It is pretty funny. Because my first, my first reaction was, did Michael set up a Facebook page? <laughs> Man, that logo really sucks. <laughs> when you sent it to me, that's the first thing I thought about. Like, how dare he put together a Facebook page and didn't even tell me about it? And he changed the logo without even telling me. <clears throat> and it looks worse. Yeah. In my opinion. I like our logo better. Well, welcome to oh, the Real Unchurched Podcast, peeps. This is the Real Unchurched Podcast. We say fuck, smoke cigars, bang our wives out of love. <laughs> We're not afraid to share it. Some of it. Not all of it. Yeah, you uh, definitely don't need to hear most of it. Might actually edit that part out for real. <laughs> <laughs> Here at, the, oh. there at the beginning, we were on this kick of like, oh, we need to go edit that out later. And then we just left it in because it's like, fuck it. Right. That one might not make it. Oh, pussy. So, um, dick. <laughs> how was your week away? You're back from vacation. Now we can record again. Yeah. Spent uh, four days in the Northeast. 
up in Boston. Went to Salem. Boston. You know, parked the car. (laughs) And uh, had some clam chowder. No, I didn't. I hate it. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Plus, I'm okay, so I got sick the first time I ever tried it, and the only time I ever Mm -hmm. tried it, like, food poisoning sick. So I can't even smell it, and I'm just like, nah, I'm I'm out. Wow, really? That sucks. Yeah, I guess. Huh. I mean, I I don't remember not liking it up until the point where hmm. it was coming out of me <laughs> very <laughs> hellaciously <laughs> until there was nothing left, but my body was still dry heaving. But anyway, that's not yeah. fun to talk about. Um, so yeah, I'm we, sure. me and three friends went up uh, to uh, let's see. We spent a day in Boston, and then three days Boston. in Salem, Massachusetts, and did all the tourist stuff and hit up some bars and ate some food and saw all the sights. Sweet. Walked Sweet. so much. So much. Good. You came back skinnier then, right? No. <laughs> Ate and drank too much for me to be skinnier. Uh, I've never been to Boston, so I wouldn't know. Dude. But I feel like I was there after all of your Snapchats. You gotta go. Uh, it's a lot of history. Yeah. Well, so speaking of history, everyone, probably everyone, who thinks of Salem thinks of you know witches and warlocks and you know pagan stuff and as did i i mean it's called the witch city so you know Mm -hmm. but then you go on these tours and you figure out the history and it's like a 400 year old city and the witch trials only took a year and like everywhere you go there's like witch gift shops and like get your cards read and sit in this window and have a psychic tell you your future and you know it's all about like witches and ghosts and all the spooky like creepy things um ghost hunters go there all the time like the people that like are obsessed with the paranormal yeah they love it there they love going there and they do um Kind of like haunted house tours, right? I guess we didn't really get too much of that, man. It was all mm. history, and there's obviously way more history of them being merchants. And like, I think it's a third of the city used to be the ocean, and they made landfills because they could sell land easier than they could sell the ocean, obviously. And like, mm. which to me is super interesting, you know. I mean, definitely go check it out if you're interested in it. But I did think it was kind of funny that, you know, you only have, like, this small amount of time in history where the witch thing was actually a thing. Yeah. And uh, it's a merchant city, man. It's ships and freaking all that. And lobster. Lobster rolls. (laughs) Dick and balls in your mouth, kid. (laughs) <laughs> it's a hardcore uh comedy scene in boston as well 
So, um, yeah, them boys get they get down hard in Boston. It's a real aggressive town for comedy, for comedians. Well, it's kind of, the people and the culture there are—they're just aggressive in nature. Yeah, everybody's like if, aggressive. If you listen to Bill Burr, he's a very good depiction of one how they sound with their accent, <laughs> and two just how like you know at the drop of a hat can be like, "What the fuck are you looking at? Oh, you little pussy ass fucking cunt!" Huh? And it's like, bro, you dropped your wallet and I was handing it to you. Well, fuck you too, man. Thanks. No, but seriously, fuck you, but thanks. You know, it's just like, jeez. <laughs> the uh, that he the, Bill Burr has a bit that I thought was hilarious. He's like, you know how many times a day someone comes up to me and says, "Why are you so angry? You're yelling." <laughs> fuck you! I'm not yelling. It's just the way I talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, it's hilarious. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, so I lived there for a little over five years, so I kind of, it was a little bit of a shock and awe, and then I kind of just got used to it, and I kind of understand it, you know? Yeah. But to the outside, you know, it's it's definitely like, oh my God, they're all just so angry, which, I mean, their winters last for fucking ever, and they're hellacious. I mean, it's just like, my first year of living there that winter they had 12 feet of snow seriously and it was just feet i mean got pounded you know what i mean that's what she said so so like (laughs) no wonder they're angry and they walk fast and think fast and talk fast because they don't want to fucking be outside longer than they have to come down to the south and it's all hot and cool and you got shade trees and the sweet tea, and you can take your daggone time. You know what I'm saying, boy? But go up there. than molasses in January. They're like, get the fuck out of my way. My balls are freezing. <laughs> oh, what a town. What a town. I do like Boston, though, man. Yeah. I guess maybe because I lived around there. For, like I said, five years, so there's kind of, not like it's home, but like it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. There's a part well, of this know, city or this area that like, I kind of get and I kind of know and understand and I feel a part of, sort of, you know? Sure. Yeah, so three of my favorite comedians are all from that Boston area. <laughs> so you got Bill Burr. Who's awesome. Um, Louis C.K., who I don't give a fuck what you think about him. He's funny to me. He's uh, he's from Boston area. And then um, Joe Rogan, he kind of grew up in Boston as well. Just outside of Boston. Newton. Newton, Mass. Newton. So, yeah. That's uh, three favorite comedians that I listen to all the time. So, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, we had fun, and it was just a lot of walking, and I'm so yeah. freaking tired. Plus, here we go with a little bit of secret time. Secret time. Oh, secret time. 
Dude, I swear, every fucking bathroom that we could shit in had like 60-ply fucking toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, it was like I'm trying to sand a floor down there, bro. <laughs> Just like... By day two, I was like, I need to stop eating so that I don't have to take a dump. Because I swear <laughs> no. to God, if I wipe one more time with the sandpaper, <laughs> there's going to be no flesh on my ass. Uh, you know what you got to do? Bert Kreischer has a bit. He says, uh, he says, when I go sit on the toilet after taking a shit, I spit on the toilet paper and wipe my ass. Call it a Mississippi wet wipe. <laughs> That would have been, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, Mississippi wet, wet, wet. Here's the kicker. In Salem, our hotel, I shit you not, was legit across the street from a CVS. Perfect. You could have grabbed your own toilet paper. Yeah, perfect. Until the only time I thought about that was the night before we left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Genius right here. Huh. Well, my wife's been out of town for a week, and uh, at the point of and so <laughs> this one night, I uh, well, I guess it was the first night she was gone. Uh, Sunday night, I kind of had a quite a bit of fun with some friends of mine, and I gay fun. I get <laughs> no gay fun. Um, I get really, really hungry at night and decided to go up to Kroger. And, uh, so I went up to Kroger and I grabbed some fried chicken from the fried chicken section. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed up. This is after having, uh, corned beef for dinner. Um, anyway, I, uh, I ate that fried chicken and I didn't realize that one was plain fried chicken, and the other one was spicy. And it ripped my stomach apart, man. I swear to God, I probably... I sat on the toilet eight times in two days. That's a regular two days for me. <laughs> oh, I don't know why yeah, I think uh, I'm joking. You know, <laughs> twice a day is, is normal. But... Uh, Four times in one day is uh, not normal. So, I'm an abnormal kind of guy. Kind of, uh, yeah, you're you're uh, one of a kind. Yeah, to say the least. So yeah, dude, I um, it's all good. I'm glad you're back. We can get back to the routine and and uh, get back to recording like we're supposed to. <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad as well it's good to be home it's kind of selfish of me it's your wife that missed you the most <laughs> well hopefully you know <laughs> but honestly man uh, what was it let's see the week before we recorded this one i lost my voice for like a good four or five days oh man. yeah and uh I mean, that messed us up it too. It was pathetic. Yeah. So yeah. we couldn't record for nothing, and then I was gone for another four days. And I told you you should just swallow next time. 
<laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Man, that, your own one got you. Damn, it wasn't even that funny. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, your voice was gone. It sucked. It was terrible. Yeah, because I had a good three days where I was just like, dude, let's record. Let's record. You're like, yeah, I'm only like 50%. Then the one day you said you're like 80%, you sounded like you were at 20%. <clears throat> well, it was only on the higher octaves. Mm. Or if I laughed, like, you wouldn't know unless you're looking at me because nothing came out of my throat. <laughs> uh, that's funny. It was weird, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't imagine like not having a voice. You know? That's probably one of those you things you don't me. think about unless you like have laryngitis uh, for some reason or like, you know, maybe uh, you dream it in your dreams cuz you're weird and that's what you think about, but <clears throat> true. I can't <clears throat> I can't imagine not having my voice after having yeah. my voice for, you know, 33 years now. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, um yeah glad you got your voice back that's for sure me 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 sing the opera yeah there you go a little bit deeper that's what she says so (laughs) so um today is uh may 5th Cinco de Mayo You know, Mira, Arriba, Arriba. Chucky, Papa, Nana. Say, when I was a kid. What else can I say that's racist? <laughs> Yo, SA. Um, muy caliente. Uh, si. Yeah, very hot. Um, oh, yeah. Donde es, donde es el baño? Where's the bathroom? Ooh. <laughs> Como esta? Yeah. Muy bien. Muy bien. ¿Y tú? ¿Y tú? Yeah. Muchas gracias, señor. Ooh, here's a famous one. Goal! Goal, goal! <laughs> football, bro. Not American football. <laughs> That guy is very famous. Yeah. For that right there. Dude, I listened yeah. to a uh, podcast. Oh, never mind. That was another Spanish guy. Oh. I just killed my own story yeah. in real time. <laughs> yes, you did. That died a terrible death. Um. So, yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo. And uh, for, for all of our Spanish listeners out there. See, si, see. Si. It's very cool. Do you uh do you ever do anything for the Cinco de Mayo? Not a thing. No. Um no, I don't. I don't. My brother-in-law it's is very black of you. <laughs> my brother-in-law is half Mexican, half Italian. So, 
What does he do? That makes him the favorite. Um, he uh, he works in machining. He's a great guy. I mean, for <laughs> <laughs> well, you, back in '97, he got a job at. A <laughs> <laughs> He's banging my sister-in-law. For Cinco de Mayo, douche. <laughs> for Cinco de Mayo, he, he has tequila. He has tequila. Uh, they they do. Uh, margaritas and nachos and stuff like that at least that's what i've seen them do a lot of people don't know what the damn day is about anyway you know i don't think i do so. either, to be honest no i just know i try and have a beer like a corona or a mexican beer or at least a shot or some kind of mexican beverage you know Maybe maybe some tacos. And I ain't talking Taco mm-hmm. Bell. Talking about mm-hmm. like an American Tex Mex, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't uh, all that Mexican so, either. So single de Mayo. First off, is, I should correct uh, myself and stop saying Mexican. I should be saying Spanish, so I'm sorry. Oh, now you're sorry. Like the first racist 30 seconds <laughs> you're not sorry for <laughs> no, just sorry for no saying apologies for any Mexican. of that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're hilarious so Cinco de Mayo celebrates the uh, uh, Mexican army's defeat of the French so oh oui oui <laughs> the French the French's defeat uh Mexico. So, yeah, there you go. That happened on May 5th, 1862. Under the leadership of General Ignacio Zaragoza. Ignacio. That's a great name, by the way. So, yeah, they celebrate that every year. Since we're talking about Spanish things. The Battle of Puebla. Have you ever seen Nacho Libre? (laughs) Nacho Libre. Ramses does not want to dance at the party. Very racist movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure, I've seen it. Hey, man. What? I thought it was funny. It was hilarious. And the first probably. And that was his name, too, Ignacio. Within the first five years of that movie coming out, that's like all... Me and my friends quoted. Sure. Did you tell it's him they movie. were the large chips? <laughs> 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 Where were you last night? What took you so long? I look like a fool. <laughs> it's just so many one-liners. Yeah. No, it was a great movie. It was hilarious. No doubt about it. Last night, um, when I was in the wilderness, I wrote a song. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> Sure. Sure. Oh my god! And then that fat lady like bust through the freaking concrete, (laughs) trying to chase her lover. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, great movie. That has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo. No, not a darn thing. Uh, Not at all. It's got nothing to do with it. <clears throat> anyway, happy single to Mayo. Have a shot. Yeah, happy single to Mayo. Get a Corona. Yeah, for sure. Drink some uh 
What's another Spanish beer? I used to think uh, Tecate was a Spanish beer, and then I realized it's from Canada. Yeah. Modelo. Oh, yes. Modelo. Um, Dos Equis. With the bull. Yeah. Dos Equis is pretty good. They've got uh, Dos Equis Negro. No, no. they got Modelo Negro. Modelo Blanco. Um, yeah. I used to drink a lot of Corona, but... Nobody else does. <laughs> Nobody that I know that that's Spanish, Mexican, or any descent, they won't touch the stuff. America. But I went on a long kick where I drank a lot of Corona. So you should get on Ancestry and send them your DNA suave and see if you're from any Spanish descent. Suave or swab? Which swab? one? Swab. You said suave with a V. Oh. Oh, you were thinking of Rico it's all, Suave. You know, it's relative, really. <laughs> um, I don't drink Mexican beer now. At least not the Americanized uh, Mexican beers. I don't think they're good at all. But like you, I am a complete beer snob. Oh, speaking of which. Yes, tell me about beer from Boston. I got Boston. to go. Huh? Say so, yes, tell me about beer from Boston. I got to go to uh, Sam Adams Brewing Co., which is not Yes, even, they're no longer a microbrewery now. No. They're, they're no longer a microbrew. They're big time. They're huge. So even though I lived there for five years, I never went. And I don't know why. I don't have a reason. But anyway. Tinkerbell interesting little tidbit they actually started in st louis missouri that is interesting i didn't know that pretty cool huh like that's where their patent is is in st louis oh (laughs) well it sounds like that they their entire brewery operation is a farce it's a fucking sham yeah they should quit and go back to freaking missouri tell you what though Uh. i drank their fucking free beers did you i drank the shit out of them did you? I couldn't even stand up when we left that motherfucker. No way. I'm just kidding. But I did drink. I drank all that I could. <laughs> oh. They give you these pitchers and these little bitty fucking tiny glasses. Did it come with a tampon for you since you couldn't finish it? Well, they gave those out as needed, and I may have taken two, but who's judging? Oh, okay. Yeah, you heavy bleeder, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> Oh my god! I just want to apologize for it, the few listeners we do have, or should I say, had. Hey, listen, dude, it doesn't get much worse or much better from here. <clears throat> this beer is going down smooth, so. Yeah, funny that you're drinking a beer after you said you were going to quit beer. I did quit beer for a very long time, several weeks actually. Also funny that you're going to keep it a secret from your wife since she's gone, and now we're putting it on the podcast that she listens to. You know what? I wasn't going to keep it a secret. I never said I was going to keep it a secret. Dude, you told me, do not tell my wife. You're so (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I'm a good friend. I will never tell her. Is that what we do now? Alright. I'm kidding. I got you. None of that happened. I got you. I got you. 
I don't keep secrets from my wife. We're in love. How about you? What about them two biddies you got behind you topless right now? Oh, yeah. By the way, let <laughs> was push pause. <laughs> God, I went down some rabbit holes, bro. Anyway, back to Boston beer. Yeah, so it's a cool tour. If you're ever in Boston, you should go. It's definitely mm-hmm. worth a little bit of cash. Um, I will say we had the probably, to me at least, the most annoying fucking tour guide because she was this blonde, like, 20-something who knew she looked kind of cute, but it was annoying as shit because she treated us like we were all seven and in fucking first grade. Like, even with, yeah. like, because, all right, so it was like a an 11, 10.30 or 11 uh, in the morning, right? And she was just like, why is everyone so tired? We're going to be drinking breakfast beer. I want to hear you say it. Woo! It was just like, okay, bitch, calm down. Wow. Tell me about how they fucking brew the shit and the history. Give me some free beer, and then we'll go. That's how this thing needs to happen. But of course. No whole fucking time she was on like cloud 90 and i'm just like when do we get the beer (laughs) she kept like dude it was like she was trying to hype us up and it's like what are you hyping me up for right just feed me seymour feed me but yeah anyway i heard the other tour guide as we were walking by he was legit so, gay or not gay, totally wanted him. <laughs> and we were in Boston, so no one's going to judge up in that mug. Oh, no. They'd just beat your ass. I get that. They'd either beat so, my ass or they'd beat my ass all night. Oh, boy. Well, if you don't get our humor by now... God help you. If you do get our humor by now, God help you. <laughs> <laughs> you just might be as sick. Or um, the unchurched. Not like that other Facebook page that says they're unchurched, but they all go to church together. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same thing. Actually, uh, it's uh, hypocritical, by the way. Not the same. But it's okay. Hey, shout out to them. More part to you. The other thing interesting today is that it is the first day of Ramadan. Ramadan, Uh, dude, I love Ramadan. Do you? How many times have I been saying, I'm super excited and I can't wait to talk about Ramadan? (laughs) 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 Like, it's probably... Yeah. It gets me more excited than Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the reason I, I why we're both laughing like we are is because I didn't know what the fuck Ramadan was. Oh no! Beer karma. Oh. Shit. My wife's gonna kill me. Oh no! See. Shouldn't be drinking beer. What the fuck? Why did it explode on me? That's what she said. (laughs) 
All right, so for those who don't know and can't see me, Sean can. Yeah, I, I can. have a 20-ounce head of a beer. <laughs> head of a beer, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this sucks. It's you, supposed to be a nitro. Do you need time to, like, wipe yourself up? or? Yeah, I'm so sticky right now. I think we better pause. shut up (laughs) all right we're gonna pause in three two one now that we've been sidetracked i kind of want to bring us back to uh salem here for a second (laughs) <laughs> just kidding okay take us i do want to get i do want to get back to salem but let's talk about ramadan the freaking holiday i had know nothing about that's okay um ramadan is a very special holiday as special as easter is to christians uh ramadan is to uh muslims so, uh, I, I know most people would not, you know, most Christians wouldn't appreciate giving any shout outs to any Muslims out there. But the fact is, is that most of the Muslims that I know are very good people. Uh, actually, I don't know any bad Muslims. <laughs> Let me say that every Muslim that I know is, uh, is, uh, is a sweetheart. So. Very respectful, very kind, very devout, devoted. So, yeah. Word. Yeah. So this is their most sacred holiday, just like Easter is for us. Well, that's cool, but can you explain a little more? I mean, did Allah die and come back? Because that's what our Easter is. No, no. Um, The only bunnies and candy. Yeah, no, the, the the thing is, is the Prophet Muhammad instructed Muslims to celebrate Ramadan for one major reason. It's because the heavens are open and the gates of hell are closed and all the demons and devils are chained. So um, they believe that... Th- Ramadan is the time where the Quran was given to uh, to Muhammad. So they celebrate that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Muhammad, the prophet of Allah. So uh, let's see. Looking this up on Google. It says, during the entire month of Ramadan, Muslims fast every day from dawn to sunset. And it's meant to be a time of spiritual discipline, of deep contemplation, of one's relationship with God, extra prayer, increased charity and generosity, and intense study of the Quran. So there you go. They already pray five times a day, according to uh, the Quran, the, uh, the, the five pillars of their faith, which I don't remember what each one is anymore, but... Um, 
yeah, they're to pray even more and longer. But the main, the the most common thing is the fasting uh, all day from from sunup to sundown, and uh, the extra prayer. And a lot of them actually, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of people don't don't mind their hygiene around the same time. But I think that's for a different reason. Let's see if I can find that. Well, it sounds pretty cool, man. I mean, yeah, to take a day to reflect on who you worship and, you know, you're, <clears throat> you're fasting. So you're, you're going without, which I assume is a, a sacrifice to become closer to God, Allah. Yeah. I mean, imagine if Christians did that with Easter. Yeah. Imagine if. So, yeah. But it, it's more than that. So, also, it's it's not just like uh, fasting food. There's no drinking either. So, they can't have any water from sunup to sundown either. And uh, wow, they're instructed not even to take medication if it's in pill form. Well, period. And uh, so no chewing gum, no smoking, and no relations. So you got to practice abstinence, too. Man, they go hard. Yeah. Or should we say yeah. they don't go hard? <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to lose uh, some sex drive for a little while. The first day might be difficult, but by day two, I'm sure, day three, you're not thinking about nothing. Well, yeah, so how long does Ramadan last? For a week. It, oh, yep. a whole week. Yeah, Sunday to Saturday. So then on different days, I mean, they can't go a week without water. No, so you're only fasting from sunup to sundown. That's right. So once the sun goes down, everybody eats. But you can't eat, you know, like, three meals worth of food, obviously. So you're still only eating small amounts. Uh, but you're trying to get all your water and stuff in for, you know, as you can. Sure. So, so Very yeah. interesting. So a lot of Muslims will get up before the sun rises so they can eat their first meal of the day. Uh, but then they don't eat again until, um, until nighttime. And seeing that uh, this time of year, <laughs> at least for us in the States... The days are longer. You can imagine how they might be hating it a little bit. But I don't know, dude. I can appreciate their discipline. You know? And I, I can appreciate their their willingness to basically celebrate their faith the way that they're doing. Because in actuality, it's it's more of a celebration and a, and a getting closer to God through increased prayer and fasting. So... I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is for sure. You know, and you're right, dude. If Christians did the same thing, uh, I'm sorry, it's not for a week. It's for a month. Why did I say a week? It's Sunday, May 5th, today, to Tuesday, June 4th. So they do this for a month, not for a week. Wow. Imagine that, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
How many like Christians the, fast a month? One month every year. And, you know, and, and part of their, uh, the tenets of their faith, is, uh, you know, a, a real Muslim has to take at least one trip to Mecca in their lifetime. They got to travel to their, air quotes, holy land. Right. So. I think it's interesting, bro. But I also think that um, I heard a quote. God, I heard this this saying. It basically bashes religion. But it says basically that uh, religion was born from a very, very smart shyster. Uh, it was born between a, a, a smart uh, a charismatic shyster and an idiot. That's how religions were started. Somebody that was very, very smart and very charismatic and and uh, and uh, believable, and somebody who was very, very gullible. And some of the stuff that you read in these different religions are very, very hard to follow and hard to swallow. Uh, even in our own, you know, I have things that I have, I struggle with, you know, for sure. Um, and I don't think that there there's any religion out there where you can get away from things that you struggle with if you truly do look into it and study it and 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 practice it regularly, right? Like you're gonna have some struggles somewhere and some things that you need to discuss. I just think that the devotion of uh, of people to Islam is so phenomenal. There's such a, de- a strong dedication. So much so that Kawasaki, you know, the company that I work for, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they've established a prayer room, a prayer meditation room on the second floor. And across from that prayer and meditation room is a shower for feet. Because in Islam, you have to pray five times a day facing towards Mecca. And you have to um, wash your feet before you go in to pray. Well, in your hands, right? In your hands, yes. That's crazy, though, that Kawasaki does that. Yeah. Because they know that the Muslims would be up in arms if you made it convenient for Christians or Hindus or anyone else that are going to be in there praying and you shut out Muslims because of the shit that certain Muslims have done. Sure. So, yeah, dude, um, I think it's very interesting and I think their dedication is very um, commendable. I can respect it. I work with a buddy of mine who uh, I work with a buddy who who is actually Jewish by birth. Uh, both his parents are Jewish, um, and he really looks Jewish, <laughs> believe it or not. Like he he looks Middle Eastern, um, but he married a woman who God I cannot remember where she's from. But he fell in love with her, and she was Muslim, and so he converted. What do you think about that? He fell in love with a girl and converted to her religion, 
instead of falling in love with her and having her convert to his. This could get us in trouble with some male chauvinism, but but what do you think about that? It's a little weird, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> sorry, that one was stuck in there. Yeah, I, I can tell. I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard similar. Yeah. Uh, typically, the few instances I've heard, I hate the way I say instances. I hate the way you say instances, too. Instances. Instances. Yeah. Like, Innocence. anyway the times i've heard of it it's always the woman having to you know be part of of yeah of the man's faith sure which honestly i mean we're just now getting i feel like to a place in our culture probably more places than we know where women's rights are actually considered and you know there's value there and i totally agree with that they should they you know yeah but i don't think it's an issue of women's rights though well it's completely separate yes i agree i'm just saying now that we're at a time where women have more of a voice than they've ever had i guess is how i should say okay but anyway um Uh-oh, losing my voice. Dude. Bro. Yeah, so uh, I, it's very interesting to me. Um, and I, I guess I don't quite understand because, you know, I grew up in Christianity. And more so, I grew up in American, Western, civilized Christianity, you know? Sure where you don't just convert there has to be you know like basically god finds you you realize you need him and there's then the conversion happens not like a sure oh well i love you so i'm just going to uh, adopt your faith and yeah i'll convert yeah you know there need i don't know there there needed to be like a transformation there yeah so that that part is kind of I guess weird to me that, you know, like, let's say my wife, if she was Muslim and I'm Christian and then we get married and I'm like, well, yeah, I'll convert to Muslim or to Muslim. (laughs) Islam. I'll convert to Islam. Yeah. I don't know. It just growing up how I grew up and being raised the way I was, it, it seems kind of weird, you know? Yeah. I do know. I know exactly um, what you're saying. But if if I try and take my gospel goggles off, I guess, then gospel goggles. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really seem that weird. I mean, yeah. You know, think back to like so we've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. We're trying to catch up. We're on season 6 and um holy crap. That was fast. Yeah, dude. We've been We've been doing like weekends and nights and just, I mean, we're into it. It's a great, great freaking series. The writers are awesome. I'm assuming the authors of the book were also awesome or the books, I should say. Um, so the storyline's amazing. They do a great job. Anyway, it's easy to get sucked up in it. If you haven't started Game of Thrones 
and you want to waste some time, try to do it on Game of Thrones because it's at least worth it. Um, that being said, and they're not even a sponsor, but damn it, they should be. So I have the whole, you know, that time period in my head and the whole king and queen and peasant and, you know, that whole echelon of like entitlement and like bloodline and all that shit. Yeah. And the man or the queen, so the woman, depending on bloodline or royalty, they had a say that was just, that's that. And you either go with it or you don't and you you die, basically, or you become, you might as well die because now you're going to be a piece of shit that no one fucking cares about. Oh, so boy. From, from that point of view, I can kind of see the whole, well, now that we're married, you have to have the same faith because, correct me if I'm wrong, but like a Muslim... Marrying a non-Muslim is kind of a no-no, right? Uh, unless they convert. Exactly. Yep. So convert. within the family, because I feel like Muslims have like, they have such a different uh, view and practice of like family, you know? Oh, yeah, and no I, doubt. I honestly want to no say it, like it means a lot more. Sure. And bringing shame to the family is like a big thing from mm -hmm. what I experienced and what I've heard. It's so, it, that's the thing in Middle Eastern culture, period, regardless right. of the religion. It's the same thing in the Jewish culture. So when a couple marries, it's all it's like you have no choice. You're either going to convert or the family's going to disown you and they're going to mourn for you. But you're pretty much going to be cut off from the family. Don't ever fucking come back. You're pieces of shit. There's no grace and that's it, you know, like there, it's a very bold line and it's either black and white just from what I've heard. So yeah. if I'm wrong in that, you know, okay, well don't shoot me, but that's what I, I understand from what I've heard and yeah. what I've read and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's part of me that gets it, but just the yeah. individualistic, like, well, why did you convert? Is it because you just love that person so much, or did you really like take on the faith of Islam? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's why it's a little it's a little uh, weird for me. Well, so in defense of my buddy, he really was not uh, a devout Jew. Uh, Judaism, even though he's Jewish, he was not practicing Judaism. And um, because of issues with his parents um, that weren't the very best parents to him, he hated anything related to Judaism. And so for him, it was an easy transition to Islam because he had such a, a rough upbringing in Judaism. And I think, you know... I don't know, man. I I, I kind of feel like it's a good lesson for, you know, for everyone that like, look, dude, you you're gonna be Christian or practice Judaism or Islam or whatever it is that you want to believe in. Uh, the worst thing you can do is be dogmatic with your kids uh, 
to such a point that they grow up hating your religion and bucking up against it and wanting to reject it by the time they're adults. That's what happened to him. That's what happened to many people that I know. I mean, growing up in Detroit, you were nothing but Christian. The only thing that divided us was whether you were Baptist or Methodist or uh, Presbyterian. No, Catholic. no, no, black people, Presbyterian. Stop it. Some Presbyterian <laughs> churches when I was there. Ain't no black Presbyterians. At least not not when I was growing up in Detroit. There were no black Presbyterians. But there were bap there were Baptists. Methodist. Methodist. Unitarian? No, Unitarian wasn't around back in the eighties. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Southern Baptist. <laughs> the worst thing you can do. Episcopalian? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I, I, don't, I don't remember one kid being Episcopalian. You were legitimately either Baptist or Kojic or um, Methodist. Pretty much were the big three heavy hitters in Detroit when I was growing up. That I can know. That I can remember. Um. Ain't no black Catholics that I know. I don't know a black Catholic at all. I don't know any black Episcopalians. Even though <laughs> me and the wife got married Episcopalian. That was pre- that's a pretty funny story for another day. Did you know that, Sean? I didn't. Yeah, we got married in an Episcopalian church. We pretty much converted to, to get married. So that your was, marriage is a sham, basically, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. Um, your union before God and man means nothing. It means everything. We embraced oh, the yeah. holy sacrament of the Episcopalian Church. It was awesome. Anyway, um, yeah, just, you know, just be lenient with kids, you know. When it comes down to religion, because you can really mess them up for later on in life where they can possibly not want anything at all to do with your religion because of how they were raised. You know, I I know my wife struggles with the fact that her entire childhood was in church. You know, and she missed out on a lot of just fun developmental stuff that. You know, she just missed out on, like, reflecting back as an adult, she missed out on a lot of stuff because she was in church, you know, or work or sitting in the office waiting on her parents to get done working or something like that, you know. Uh, And she could tell that story better than I can. So, shit matters, dude. I don't know. You get where I was going with that? Did that make sense? <coughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh. Basically, your wife didn't sleep around or smoke pot, and because of it, she hates her religion. <laughs> this is not what I said. <laughs> this is not what I said. <laughs> oh, that is not what I said. I no, I, I, I mean, I get where you're going, man. Don't make your kids hate your God. Because you're too dogmatic and and inflexible. That's what I'm saying. Well, honestly, that kind of like 
if you're done with Ramadan, I, I kind of want to transition here into Salem again, and I think this might be a good way to do it. Go for it. So, well, like... I, I keep hitting the damn microphone with my hat. I'm sorry. I don't hear it. Oh, so, the, the thing with Salem that I wanted to touch on was... Uh, maybe there's a parallel here, and maybe there isn't, so maybe I'm just reaching. But, like... You know, people came, like, Protestants came from the motherland and settled on New England, literally. It's it's a New England, so we're going to do, do things different, you know. Fuck Catholic, like, Catholicism. We want to practice Christianity, basically, right? So here we come with our Protestant stuff, and, um, I mean, we're talking, you know, hundreds of years ago so like culture was different medicine was different technology wasn't even a thing it was just super different time and here we have these christian men and their wives owning slaves and like trying to practice christianity i guess how they knew best sure and um Honestly, I learned that a lot of the witch trials that happened in Salem were nothing but, and I think I said this at the beginning of the podcast too, but. No, you said it when we weren't recording yet. Oh, well, it was nothing more from what I gather from all the stories and the history that I I learned about. It was nothing more than people's lack of ability to understand probably because of, you know. Everything I just listed, technology, medicine, blah, blah, blah. Religion. And yeah. religion. <clears throat> and honestly, just people in general. Like, they, the way that they found a scapegoat for the things that they could not explain and or understand. And they totally just went, like, super dogmatic with it. And, like, deadly. And people were either <clears throat> misjudged or had something wrong with them mentally or honestly because of their skin color or because they had a wart, you know, like things that weren't common. Yeah. And they, you know, executed them. They were below you. They, you know, Satan had to be in them because that's not normal and that's not godly. And it's and just dude, so crazy. That that's nuts. People lost their lives. They lost their livelihood. They were imprisoned. You know, they were slandered. Their families' names were, like, just wrecked and totally destroyed because of their lack of ability to understand and or deal with what we now know today as mental health or, oh, that's just your baby was born without an arm. That doesn't mean the devil's in them that just (laughs) that's how the cells worked you know and it's crazy to me that the whole witch trial thing lasted one year and made such a wake of disruption in history and the whole thing is literally because of protestants like christian families who again didn't know how to deal with things and like made something out of nothing and just needed a way to explain it away 
And dude, it got out of hand. People lost their lives for no reason at all. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I don't know if that has anything to do with kind of what we were talking about, but like, I just find it so crazy now, today, you know, but at the time, like, would I have been one of those people? Like, I'm a man. If I was a man then, would I have been like, oh, my wife sometimes, she sweats at night when she sleeps, and then she'll say gibberish and have weird dreams. It's the devil. She's <laughs> bewitched, you know? Like, <laughs> no, she just gets hot and <laughs> sweats at night, and she has bad dreams. That was it. No, yeah. kill her. She's a witch. Just how we handle our faith and how we interpret things with the lack of understanding and how we're able to deal with that, like how we're able to deal with the lack of understanding, I mean, it's insane what a community can do. You know what I'm saying? It is. And uh, I just find it so intriguing, though, because as I'm going through these museums and I'm listening to the tour guides you know, talk about all the history and being a Christian myself, like a Christ follower, it just made me be like, God, that was so fucked, you know? Yeah. yeah. And man, like they literally changed people's lives and created history that was horrible all for the sake of like, quote unquote, Christianity, you know? Yeah, I didn't know that it was only a year. All those trials. Yeah, the, the, the trials, which trials only lasted a year. Yeah, I didn't realize that, <laughs> but it had to be one long fucking year. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a, oh, you're a witch, hang you. It was like a. There was also, like, a pandemic kind of thing going on of, like, people accusing other people. Like, it was just the Wild West, really, for, like, that time of the witch hunts. It was just like, oh, well, I see these girls running around and being Mm -hmm. crazy and, like, because you got to think, like, girls weren't able to go outside. Like, they, they weren't taught how to read or write. Like, when you were a little girl, you just stayed inside your house and watched your mom do shit. So you're going to be bored as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And then when you're trying to find how to have fun and someone sees you, like, doing something that's quote-unquote not normal, oh, well, that's the devil. You know? Yeah. And then people were accusing, like, just anyone, anything that was not understandable, this whole witch thing. And, like, the devil coming into someone's body, like, it it just got out of hand. Like, children were accusing parents. Friends were accusing friends. Like, everyone was, like, it was just open season. You know what I mean? And if you didn't fit into the Christian, you know, uh, stigmatism or whatever, like... Stigmatism. That's an eye issue. Yeah, what what am I thinking of? <laughs> like if you didn't fit into like the, the Christian box, basically. Yeah. Then it had to be Satan. <clears throat> and you were either a witch or you were bewitched and therefore had to be dealt with. 
either way, the penalty is death. Yeah, and it was just super black and white. And That's even if it wasn't amazing. death, like some of the people that were in prison, as long as you could afford to pay your bail money, essentially, if you were found not to be guilty of possessing a demon or whatever, then you could go back into society. But if you couldn't afford that, you had to stay in jail, whether you were found guilty or not. <laughs> I mean, how crazy yeah. is that? That's why so, they say justice is not blind, it's green. It's crazy, man. And then I think about today, like, obviously a shit ton has changed. Yeah. But at the core of it, there's some things I think that probably haven't changed. And that is just the stubborn, uh, I guess I could say lack of ability to really question and have an open mind with things. Yeah. And a lot of Christians and a lot of people in general, but we're talking about Christians here cause we're the unchurched. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians are, can and are very black and white and there's no wiggle room. There's no gray. There's no questioning. It's like, doesn't matter if you're black or white. Dun, 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 all right. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? Sure. Uh, so here we are, hundreds of years later, and we're still kind of dealing with some very similar things. Obviously not as extreme. Right. Definitely not as extreme. But, you know, it's still kind of a thing with yep. certain parts of Christianity. <clears throat> and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I just don't know where it comes from <laughs> because if you read the Bible, there's really no black and white. There's no room for that foolishness. Not you know, for real. Th- there is black and white with like, here's what you need to do to be saved. Yeah. The absolutes. But, I mean, yes, that's, there we go. There are some definite absolutes, but like, yeah. The stuff that Christians argue and hold to be, you know, big things or priority, I just do not understand. Yeah. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, it is. I I found the Salem thing to be super interesting. It is. Because I had no idea there was such a big Christian presence that caused it. And then Um, when I found that out, I was like, fuck, man, that's so shitty. Oh, yeah. It's all about Christianity and their lack of uh, and the magnitude of their idiocy. No doubt about it. But so many other things can be dumbed down to the same conclusion. Well, and some of it was ignorance. Probably most of it was ignorance. Well, that's why I said idiocy because they're idiots. They were idiots. Like the homeless crazy woman was now a demon filled witch because they didn't know how to fucking handle that. Well, because they didn't realize that certain childhood traumas will drive a person insane when there's no resources for them to be able to overcome the pain that they're in. Yeah. (laughs) I know that was a mouthful, but it's still pretty concise to the point. No, I agree. You know, the the fact is, is that you, you cannot just use spirituality 
to explain away everything. There's some things that are biochemical. There's some things that are just straight up biology. There's some things that are just straight up trauma related. Um, or just pain or, uh, you know, whatever. It can be environmental. All of those things come into a uh, factor. They factor in. And if you try to make everything Jesus or the devil, then you're just an idiot. You're ignorant. And yeah. I get it. I, I understand. You know, everybody's ignorant about something. But when you have when you're in a position of power and your ignorance dictates your foolishness, then a lot of people are going to suffer. That's why it's so important that, you know, for, for my Catholic friends, I, you know, I try to warn and say, dude, you got to pick that book up for yourself and read it. You can't just, you know, rely on the priest to tell you what's in the book. You need to read it for yourself, just in case somebody tries to pull some bullshit over your eyes. Know for yourself. Know before you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there needs to yep. be some personal responsibility to find out truth for yourself. Knock on the doors. Ask the questions. Do what you gotta do so that you're not part of the blind that are leading the blind but that you're an informed person in your community so that you can contribute there's nothing worse than you know just following the one man or following the crowd and uh and going off into a ditch it's 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 terrible it's a terrible thing um but unfortunately, I believe that that's a, a major part of what happened in Salem. And um, without knowledge and remembrance of it, re the history will repeat itself. <clears throat> For sure. So. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're like, find any of this interesting and or you want to fact check me, freaking do it, man. Hop on some Google. Buy a flame like a, a flame ticket. <laughs> Buy a plane ticket, fly, you know, friggin' go see some history for yourself. Like it's super intriguing. And especially as a Christian, um or as a witch, you know, if you're into that thing. Hey, if you're a witch, then uh by all means more part to you. But yeah, you would have burned in those days. Burned no, at the you stake. wouldn't have. Not in America. No? No, they did that in Europe. I'm pretty sure they did that in Salem as well. It was one person. Only one? What yep. was her name? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm, not a white, I'm not a white guy. I'm not a walking encyclopedia. Salem witch trials. I thought that they were burning... A lot of people and drowning a lot of people. They were hung from a tree on a hill, which they Hanging tore down. A lot of people. Well, it didn't tear down. It, it was burnt down in a fire. Mm. And now they built a playground where the uh, infamous tree was. Interesting. Yeah, I always learned. I, I mean, not always <laughs> learned, but 
I learned and always thought that Salem witch trials, which is what they were called, at least when I was in school learning about them, <laughs> they hung them, they drowned them, and they burned them. And it was a year, it was not a year, but it was a long time full of the accusations. And this person did this, they offended me, so I'm going to accuse them of being a witch. They cheated me on this, I'm going to accuse them of being a witch. Or accuse them of being possessed or lie and say, I, I cut them with a knife and I saw that it healed. It's witchcraft. You know, stuff like that. And yeah. that happened. Well, a lot of that stuff happened. That's why I was saying it was like the Wild West because you could just make shit up and people believed yeah. it. Oh, so, so we're saying the same thing. That, like, that is what I learned. Yeah, well, so yeah. What are you, but what are you, what are not, you saying? Not that, the burning at the stake, though. That happened more in uh, <clears throat> huh. in uh, old England. The, oh, okay. I thought England. that that happened in Salem as well. Hmm. Okay. I believe you. Hell, there's a lot of stuff that I've questioned that I've, you know. I remember being taught that Jonah got swallowed by a whale. So years before I discovered that the Bible doesn't call it a whale, it just calls it a great fish. Either way, it had to be nasty. Disgusting. Nothing worse than a fish smell. Raw. Decaying. Mm. Alright. Let's put a bow on it. I gotta pee really bad. Let's put a bow right up on that thing. And back that thing up. <clears throat> and Turn do it, around. it all again. And do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> You're Canadian now? It rhymes more with thing. Mm. I'm a poet, brah. You don't even know it. I wow, look at you go. <clears throat> Alright, that works. <laughs> and next week is episode fifty. Bum, ba, da, bum. We're going to get Ooh. drunk as hell. We are going to have some fun. No, I don't uh, think we're going to get drunk. No, we're professionals. We don't get drunk. <laughs> we're just alcoholics. Why did you laugh? I was being serious. So we're professionals. <laughs> Episode 50, join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Could get a little kinky. You never know. And you should drink every single time you hear a belch. Oh, shot, yeah. Shot, 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 It's going to be grand. Until then. God bless you. One and Peace. all. Peace. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.